Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Wow. I feel so honored. How was Thanksgiving? Good? Yay, nay? Dude, I feel bad for anybody with the beef jerky turkey. I'm also a rapper on the side, people don't know that. Okay, so I'm closing out the series as it is. We had Sam open, Dale Mariah talked about words and knowledge, Kirsten talked about prophecy. Can we give our hands together for them? Today I'm going to talk about faith. Um, I think it is a huge subject that I don't think we know all about. I didn't before this. I think it's a huge topic. To have faith in Christ means to have salvation. So if we don't know what that is, we're kind of lost. So I'm going to kind of give a brief synopsis. I'm going to go through the Old Testament, New Testament, faith now, misconceptions about faith, and then we'll conclude. So I'm going to pray, and then we'll get into it. So Jesus, we thank you for your presence. We thank you that you're here with us. We thank you that you love us, you care for us. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would be here in our midst, that your tangible presence would be here with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Who brought a notebook? I'm going to say a lot of words and a lot of, like, texts and scriptures and things. Some of them are going to be up here, but not all of them. So... We're just going to get into it. So the Old Testament Hebrew word for faith is aman, A-M, oh, there, it's right there, praise God, to believe or to have faith, and the connotation is reliability, firmness, and trustworthiness. So that is A-M-A-N, aman, aman, whatever you want to call it. The adjective form used to describe an object refers to something lasting, continuous, or firm. So as you can see, even now, there's a a link between what faith is. It is trustworthy, reliable, firm, continuous. An example of this is um, in Isaiah 22, 23. It talks about a wall which holds a nail. The wall is continuous, firm, lasting. Um, In 2 Samuel 7, 16, it talks about a kingdom which is firmly established. The kingdom is firm, uh, trustworthy, reliable, continuous, And then in connection to people, it describes faithful priests in Nehemiah 13, 13. And then it describes a faithful covenant-keeping God in Deuteronomy 7, 9. You taking notes? I'm kidding. Deuteronomy 7, 9, Proverbs 25, 13, Isaiah 8, 1 through 2, and 1 Samuel 22, 14. So I'm kind of just rapid-firing, but hopefully you can get the whole kind of counsel of what faith is in the Old Testament. It is trusting in something, in God. So faith is kind of shrouded in mystery in the Old Testament because Christ is not truly revealed. We do not have the object of faith in a person. We have a God we can't see. We don't really like know what's happening. And then Jesus comes on the scene. Faith is exposed. What was hidden is now revealed. Yes? Okay. So in Genesis 15, 6, um, Paul talks about Abraham as the father of faith in Romans 4, and he's the hinge point, the link between Old Testament faith and New Testament faith. So in Romans 4, he talks about Abraham, the father of faith, and in Genesis 15, 6, Paul quotes this in Romans 4. It says, and he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. 
For the word believe there is aman. And the connotation of faith is actionable. Anything we have faith in, we trust in, that is continuous and firm, it must provide action. So when Abraham is called out, he, he's, God calls him into the wilderness to dwell in tents. He lived in a land that was called Ur, U-R. Ancient Mesopotamia it was one of the richest cities on the planet. He probably had a great job, lived in a great city, had all these things. He heard a word from God. He heard it. He heard a word. He left everything he knew behind to go into the desert and dwell in tents and believe God for the word he said. Faith is always applied with action. The pagan Greeks, faith was always mental. That's it. I make an agreement. Abraham more, he didn't just make an agreement with God. He entered in relationship. Relationship demands sacrifice. I left everything behind so I can obey the Lord. That's faith. Abraham more than just agreed with God. He entered into relationship with him and built his life on him. Okay, so that's Old Testament. We're going to fast forward into the New Testament. The Greek word for faith is pistis. The verb, the action of that is pisteo, which means to have faith or to believe. And faith in the Old Testament, it's the word itself, Amon, isn't used a lot. Pistis and pisteo in the New Testament are both used around 240 times each. So faith in the New Testament is massive. Why? Because Christ is revealed. We have personal trust. Faith is personal trust in Jesus Christ. Mystery revealed. We have faith. We look, faith looks like a man with hair, with a beard, with eyes of fire, hair like wool. It is made known. We put our trust in him. Thanks, Sam. Praise God. Okay, write this. I didn't put it in there, but everyone write this down. In the New Testament, faith always carries the two ideas, firstly, of personal trust, and secondly, resulting action. In the New Testament, faith always carries the two ideas of personal trust and resulting action. And that's in 1 John 3.23 and Hebrews 3.18. 1 John 3.23, Hebrews 3.18. So faith is to put our trust in a person. Faith is defined by its object. So if faith in the Old Testament was actionable, faith in the New Testament is, in the New Testament is more actionable. Why? James says faith without works is dead. If you say you're a Christian and your life does not look like Christ in some respects, is your faith even valid? That was kind of mean, the way I phrased it. I'm sorry. But your life should produce fruit that people know that you believe in Christ. The pagans had mental agreements with God. If you, I could be preaching right now and you say, that's a good point. But if you don't do anything with it, that is not faith. That's agreement. That's here. It's not actionable. If we say we believe in Christ and our faith does nothing, then we have no faith. Faith without works is dead. We have to live a life, the will of God, 1 Thessalonians 4. This is the will of God for your life, your sanctification. God wants you to live a life just like him. Holy, blameless before him, walking in purity, walking in holiness, walking in faith. Faith is personal trust in Jesus Christ. We build our life on him. He's the only firm foundation. 1 Corinthians 3.10 says that there's no other foundation which is laid than that of Jesus Christ our Lord. He's the only thing you can build your life on, and when you trust him, you will build good things. Amen? Okay. Praise God. <laughs> Lord's already here. I'm kidding. Okay. So can you put up Romans 10? 
Okay, so here we go. Paul's the goat. So we're going to trace the argument through Romans up to this scripture. Romans 1, the Gentiles have sinned. They have a debased mind. They sin, sensual desires. They, they obey their cravings and appetites of sin. Romans 2, the Jews sinned. Romans 3, everyone and their grandma has sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We need help. Romans 4 comes in. You need to have faith like Abraham. He believed and it was accounted to him as righteousness. We become righteous by believing in Christ. The pisteo, our active faith, the adjective, it is applicable, it is actionable. And then you talk about Romans 5, Christ came to die for the sinners. 6 talks about the law of sin and death. 7 is about the things I want to do, I don't do. Romans 8 talks about your new creation in Christ. I don't know what 9 talks about. I should have been more prepared. But, uh, and then we get to Romans 10, and he says, faith. So faith. Faith in what? The entire argument is tracing up to faith in Christ. Not faith for a dog, not faith for a new car or a phone. He's talking about faith in Christ, the saving faith of trusting in Jesus. So he says, faith comes from hearing, hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. Faith comes. If something is coming towards you, it doesn't, it's not in your heart. Faith is external. It comes. It doesn't, if a car was coming towards me at 100 miles per hour, it's, the car's not in my heart. The car's not in my mind. It's outside of me, and it's hitting me. Faith comes, and faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word. Oh, gosh. What was that? I don't know what that was. And hearing by the word of Christ. Faith begins in God. It doesn't begin in you. Faith does not begin in you. You can't muster it up. You can't pray hard enough for it. You can't believe all the right things to have faith. Faith begins in God. It ends in God. Hebrews 12, 2, which I'll reference later. He is the author and finisher of your faith. If you put faith in anything besides Christ, it's deception. I don't pray for healing. I pray for the one who is the healer. I have faith. I don't have faith for miracles. I have faith in the one who works miracles. Completely different. I have faith in the healer to heal. It's, we don't, okay, I'm going to get that later. Okay. So Romans 10 is the hinge point, and then if he talks about faith comes by hearing, and he, okay, it's not, okay. In hearing through the word of Christ, faith is hearing. Hebrews 11, I'm going to go through in a sec, but they tie together beautifully. Now faith some people think, oh, it's a now faith. It's a right now. I want to speak it out. Blab it, grab it, name it, claim it. I'm going to be a millionaire. Did God tell you you're going to be a millionaire? I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe you're going to be rich. I don't know. <laughs> Being rich is cool. Solomon was rich. He had 500 wives. Think about that. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't. Okay. Okay. Now faith Mind says substance, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is being certain of what we do not see. Faith is, I will trust in Christ no matter the circumstances. I will lean into healing even though I do not see anything in front of me. That's faith. Faith isn't the sub, whatever I hope for, I'm going to get. That's not what he's talking about. 
He's talking about when everything is coming against you, circumstances, persecution, trauma, pain, all these things, and you can't see any solution in front of you, you can have faith and trust in Christ. It's not, it's, it's experiential. It's, I don't see anything, yet I trust in the one I cannot see. Though the solution's not in front of me, I still trust and believe that he is firm, continuous, lasting, trustworthy, reliable. And then, so it's kind of an abstract, you just keep it up there. It's kind of an abstract definition, but then he builds on it through the rest of Hebrews 11. So, excuse me. Hebrews 11, he goes through the hall of faith. Every person in Hebrews 11 heard a word from God. Abraham, faith comes by hearing. It's external and we hear. Abraham believed. He heard and responded to a word of God. He heard the word. Abraham didn't dream up the idea of leaving his city. He didn't have a great imagination where he's just going to, maybe I'm just going to leave and blah, blah, blah. He didn't imagine it. He didn't dream it up. He didn't believe hard enough. He literally got a word from God and obeyed. That's faith. Faith isn't about your imagination. Faith isn't about your dreams. Faith is what God says over your life. I will trust and obey that. Not maybe the Lord's going to make me like an influencer. Or maybe he did call you to that. Or it could be your own dream. I don't know. Discern. Discernment is key. Noah. Noah didn't have a great idea one day. He's like, man, you know it would be cool if I built like a huge yacht and put all the animals in there. And like we, like my family's the only one righteous, so like everyone else can die. And we'll, we'll be in the ark and it'll be awesome. He didn't dream it up. He didn't like imagine, oh, it's cool if we had a huge boat. No, God literally was like, the population is so wicked, perverse, lustful, greedy. They hate God, all of them, except for Noah and his family. Build an ark, I'm gonna flood the earth, take animals to each of its kind and throw it in the ark and I'll save you. He responded to a word from God. He heard, oh, dude, my voice, it's like I'm in puberty again. My voice cracks so much, I don't know what's happening. God, take me. Help. I don't I literally don't know what's happening. <clears throat> That's crazy. But Noah didn't build a boat because he imagined it. God has no obligation to co-sign your dreams. <clears throat> no God has no obligation to co-sign your dreams. Only the dreams he gives you. It's more there's so many people, what's, the, what's my dream? I need to figure it out. I'm gonna self-identify what my dream is. I know who I am and I know what I want. We need to have a dream that is from God. That's the only one he's obliged to sign. The stamp of approval is only for the stuff he gives you. God wants 100% of his own glory, not 70, not 50, he wants all of it. If he wants all of it, then the dream has to begin in him and it has to end in him. And all you have to do is obey and have faith. Personal trust. It's crazy. And also, like, faith does not equal, okay, I'm going to skip in there. Okay. Okay, God doesn't dream, stuff like that. Okay, I'm going to get into the misconceptions because I think they're really rampant and kind of weird. First one. Is it? Wow. Faith is believing as hard as you can. That's the misconception. 
This kind of circle says, if I ever make a negative confession ever, I have no faith. If I doubt ever, I have no faith. I have to, everything I say, I have to keep it locked up and it has to be only positive all the time. Even if I make a joke, man, dude, I'm just acting like an idiot right now. Your words are like super powerful and you just created a whole destiny and a world over your life because you said, that's not how faith works. Faith is not mental, like, it doesn't start here at all. Faith comes, and it's not in your mind. Faith is not about believing as hard as you can. The book of Proverbs would have you believe, if you read it all the way through, you would think, if I follow all these things, if I seek wisdom, I stay away from the adulterous woman, I pursue godliness, I do all these things, your life will be amazing, great, awesome. Then you read the book of Job, the exact same thing. Righteous man, had everything going. Thousands of cattle, amazing family. God takes it all away. Literally everything, he was doing everything right. Suffering, trauma, pain. His own wife said, curse God and die. Nobody was for him, yet he had trust in the midst. Do you know he'd never cursed, Job never cursed God. Never. The entire book, he never blames God. He curses himself before he curses God. He said, curse the day that I was born. He never puts it back on God. Proverbs is principle, not law. It means it will work 90%. I've never seen the righteous beg for bread is a proverb. I've seen righteous people beg. I've seen hungry people that were righteous that did nothing wrong beg for things. The Proverbs are principle, not law. Law is don't commit adultery because that's evil. Principles are do this because this will change your life, but it doesn't mean everything's going to go your way. To believe is not mental assent to certain prayer requests. I have to conjure it up. I got to think. I can only ask when I have only positive thoughts, when I have no doubt, and I I make positive confessions every day, and then once I get to that point, then I can ask God for, for things. That's not faith. Do you know that in the Gospels? Every time Jesus says, ye have little faith, he does a miracle anyway. Every time. He says, you have little faith. It doesn't matter. I'm going to do it anyways. Faith is not the absence of doubt. Faith is trusting in God in the midst of your doubt. It's trusting in midst of situations, pain, all these things. I remain trustworthy to God. He's the foundation. He's firm. He's established. He's continuous. He's lasting. No matter what I face, though I doubt... I trust him above. In the midst, I trust. That's faith. Faith does not mean success. Faith doesn't mean you'll be successful. Here's an analogy. We have one person. Great faith, all this stuff. He's praying, dreaming, all these things. God give him a dream. I'm going to have this this place, this building. God's going to give it to me. He told me I was. I'm going to believe. I'm going to trust. All these things. Gets the building. Church gets packed out, amazing things happen. And then you have Paul with the Corinthian church where he says in 1 Corinthians 11, it's worse when you gather. The church was, the church sucked. It was terrible. He says the church is so bad, when you guys gather, it's worse. Imagine going to a church where Paul's like, you guys, like, it's good that you gather, but it's better when you're alone. That church must suck. Who has more faith? Who has more faith? The guy who succeeded or the guy who failed? Who had more faith? An outcome? Outcome doesn't determine faith. Obedience always is the determining factor of faith. It's always. It's, 
It's not success. If faith means successful, then all the martyrs died for nothing. Imagine they, they obeyed, they heard and obeyed. Go out into all the world and preach the gospel. Do you know who's in the hall of faith? The martyrs who were sawn in two, fed to lions, burned alive. Was that a successful Christian life? More successful than most people. They're giving their life for something. We just want like, I don't know, okay. Next one, faith is about what we feel. No, no, it's not, I've met people like this. You know, my relationship with God is like so good right now. Like, he's just like, I feel so close and I just, I have so much faith and I'm just, I feel great. And you know, if you need, if you need prayer requests, come to me because I'm like, me and God are like this, we're bros, we're feeling great. You know, I'm, I'm on top. I feel great all the time. One little thing happens in their life. God, what happened? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Everything crumbles because of one thing. Emotional highs and lows. God is always with me or he, he left me for some reason. That's not faith. Faith isn't feeling. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 10, this is Paul. Imagine, do you think this guy was, like, feeling great all the time? We are afflicted in every way. Every single way you could think he was being afflicted, mind, body, spirit, soul, you think he was tormented by the enemy while he was being beaten, chained, beaten with rods, lashed 30 time, 39 times, stoned to death, do you think he felt great all the time? No. We are afflicted in every way but not crushed, perplexed but not driven to despair, persecuted but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed always carrying in my body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. In the midst of anything you face, you can trust God. That's faith. It's trust. I have a personal trust in Jesus Christ no matter what I face. Family, spouse, well, I don't know why I said spouse. Well, okay. There are people that are married, sorry. No matter what you face, you can trust God no matter what you do not see. I don't see the breakthrough. I don't see the miracle. I don't see the light on the end of the tunnel, but I trust in Jesus Christ no matter what comes my way. If hell comes my way, I don't care. I'm trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ above everything. That's faith. Faith is not, misconception, faith is authenticity, so stupid. It's literally dumb. I'm just being true to myself. Defining your own identity to have your own truth. I'm just being like faithful to who God made me to be. I'm just like, you know, I know who I am. I don't need God to tell me who I am. I know who I am. So I'm going to self-define. I'm going to, you know, make my own truth. I'm just being authentic to myself, you know. I don't care, you know, I, maybe I smoke or I, I do drugs or I just drink, you know. It's not, I'm just being authentic to what I am, to who I am. That is dumb. That is literally, no one in their lives, everybody who has an identity is defined by someone. Identity is external. God tells you who you are. You don't magically find, I'm going to go on a, a woodsy walk, and I'm just going to find out who I am. No, you're not. You're not. God shows you who you are. That's identity. You don't self-identify and call it being authentic. If if being your authentic self makes you compromise to sin, stop being authentic. <clears throat> oh, I'm just being myself. But you're sinning all the time. You're like, I'm just being my authentic self, so you know, 
I, you know, I can watch whatever I want, you know. No, being authentic to yourself means being like Christ, period. I'm just being my authentic self. Okay, whatever, whatever you want, you know. God wants you to be holy and blameless, being authentic. If you compromise and sin, stop being authentic. Find, if you need help, talk to a leader, whatever it takes. Any stronghold can break, promise you that. God is miracle worker. Being authentic is, be authentic to God, who God made you to be. Praise God. Okay, faith is obedience, not authenticity. Obedience is the heart of faith. Obeying Christ is the heart of faith. We don't want to be like pagans. I don't want to be a pagan. You know what I mean? I don't want to make mental agreements with God and then never do anything with my life. I believe in you, God, and then I live in sin all the time. I have no desire for God, no will, no hunger. I literally, oh, I, it's like believing a fact about something and then like never doing anything about it. Faith is actionable always. We must place Christ at the center, not the periphery. Faith is obedience and it demands sacrifice. If God tells you something, that settles it. I, there's, a, there's times for discernment. God, are you speaking? Are you not? If you know in your gut he said this, you, that's what you die on. Maybe I'm more like absolutist. If God tells me no to something, that's it. I'm not going to betray my Lord. That's how I think of it. This is me as an individual speaking. I'm not saying you have to do this. But if God says, Justin, you need to move away from this, it's, it's, it's written in stone for me. I'm not going back. He said this, I'm sticking with it. He said this, I'm done. This is it. It's obedience. He told you, you obey. That's it. You hear, you obey. That's faith. You hear, you obey. It's faith. Christ, it's like, Christ, okay, here's an analogy. I don't know why I said that. He, it's like the sun. Christ is at the center. I don't believe for healing's sake. Yes, I believe in healing, obviously. I believe in miracles. I believe in prophecy. I believe in all these things. I do not look for the healing by itself. I always, if the sun is in the center, his rays shoot, shoot out in every direction. I don't look, I don't have faith for the healing. I have faith in the one who is the healer. That's my faith. I don't have faith for this addiction to be broken. I have faith in the one who destroys the yoke of bondage. Completely different. If you have faith in, a, in outcomes, that outcomes may not always make you feel good. I'm just believing, I'm believing for this. No, it's believing in Christ, the one who is the personification of what you're praying for. I'm not praying for my uncle's salvation. I'm praying because Christ draws all men unto himself. He's the one who draws him in. I pray to him. I trust in Christ for his salvation. He must be the center. If he's periphery, anytime God does not come through the way you want, you will doubt. Every time. If you want the effects, the effects will not always go your way. It won't. That's just life. We have to be steady in Christ. He is the firm foundation. So in conclusion, Hebrews 12, 2. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, faith begins in God, not in us. Faith isn't imagination, 
It's not manifesting. It's not saying the same thing over and over again and then baptizing it and calling it faith. That's not faith. Yeah, you guys can come up, sorry. (laughs) Faith begins in God. We look to Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith. People with great faith are faithful people. Consistent, their character's in check. They're kind, they're generous. The fruits of the Holy Spirit are literally always flowing in them. People with great faith are faithful people. Can you guys stand up and I'm gonna pray and then we're gonna enter into worship. So Lord, I thank you that you are the God of salvation, that when we trust in you, that you are firm, steadfast, reliable, trustworthy, that you are King of kings, Lord of lords. We can have faith in you no matter what circumstances come our way, no matter what things come against us, trauma, suffering, persecution, anything that comes our way, we have faith in something that transcends what we see. So Lord, we honor you, we praise you in Jesus' name.